Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we'll have a little more on January 6th later. President Biden gave a speech um, last hour. Decided to go, this is what we all do in the modern world, I guess. Decided to go super partisan, please the base sort of thing, rather than a bring us all together, unite, anger the base. Nobody does that anymore. Um, so it is what it is. Or, or at least reason with your own base and, and point out, look, there's faults here, there's faults there. But what we got to do is, is, is get off this road, Ron. No, he didn't go with that. He went with fundraising and keeping people whipped up for 2022. Every time he gets a chance to be a hero, he he comes off as an old partisan hack. The only saving grace is that he probably won't be with us much longer. So, wow. Anyway. Pull that bad and care. care. That's, uh, enjoy your visit from a Secret Service agent. No, that's not a threat. That's actuarial oh, it tables. wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> he isn't going to be with us much longer. No. That's not no. the way you said it. No, I didn't say that. Why Why would I use that kind of voice? Um. <laughs> No, no, he's a very, very old man and appears to be in the grip of senility. God, and our whole point, and then I'll get off it for now, is uh, we've got to say no political violence of any kind at any level, anywhere, ever, is the only way to handle this. I'm a, I'm an anti-zero tolerance policy guy. I think zero tolerance policies are almost always bad. Not for political violence. We have to have zero tolerance for political violence. I think that's um, the way out of, you know, not having another January 6th. Yeah, the problem is it needs to be not just uh, from a legal point of view, but from a societal point of view, media specifically. The mainstream media, which said, oh, months and months of violence and arson and looting and robbery and sacking of small businesses and murder of ex-cops and beating people down the streets. Months and months of that is fine because they're mad because George Floyd got killed. So it's okay. I mean, until we wake up from that psychosis, I am not optimistic. Speaking of crime, see, this just pisses me off. I'm looking at one of the quotes from Biden's speech, which I haven't heard yet because he did it while we're on the air. You can't love your country only when you win. Okay, what what were all those comments after Trump beat Hillary? For years. He only won because of Russian interference. All right, I'll shut up about it now. Shut up about that. I don't know. You're absolutely right. And if we don't get off that road, I mean, come on. Honestly, uh, I think the biggest story of the next hundred years is China. Um, and, and I think Trump, for all of his faults, and I'd be delighted to list them for you. I am not some sort of cultist. Um, he will be seen as a hero in awakening America to the Chinese menace, you know, way down the line. Because, you know, when you look at an era, from the perspective of historians, when you get 50, 100 years down the line, man, it gets distilled down to one or two things. Certainly does. Max. And I, I absolutely think the one or two things, you know, barring some crazy development in the future, uh, it's going to include uh, Trump said, whoa, China's not our buddy. They're not our ally. They're bent on overthrowing us. Anyway, uh, speaking of crime, he says again, I'm disappointed. I was shocked. And it's a good example of if you're not local, you don't, you know, or at least regional, you're probably not quite deep enough into things to understand them. Uh, A great example of that in Virginia. 
so many folks were fixated on the the Terry McAuliffe Glenn Youngkin thing about the uh, the critical race theory stuff in schools, and that was a factor. That was absolutely a factor, but it wasn't. It was an exciting thing, so the media, including we, focused on it, probably out of proportion. The number one issue for school parents in Virginia was that uh, uh, Terry McAuliffe and the teachers' unions were keeping their kids at home. They weren't teaching them. And that's what swayed the election. In New York, the election of Eric Adams, former cop, reformer, conservative Democrat, in a lot of ways, law and order guy, Great news, I think, for Gotham. But, whoa! I'd miss the fact that somehow New Yorkers had elected another one of these George Soros far-left DAs. One of these Marxist, there's no such thing as crime, Chesso Bodine, George, uh, or what's his face? Uh, I always forget his name. Gascon, George Gascon. These extremists. So how does how does that happen? You know the the uh, AOC won because it was a primary and like fifteen thousand people turned out <laughs> and a tiny number of people voted. Is that what's going on with these DAs? I hate to admit this out loud, but I don't know that I've ever cast a vote for a DA knowing what I was doing. Here's the strategy they use, and they all use the same strategy. Um, and you can actually look at it kind of backward. Um, for instance, Georgia Guscone, uh, DA of uh, Los Angeles County. And an extremist and a lunatic. And he sounds like a Bond villain. Anyway, sounds like a neutered Bond villain. We cannot prosecute our way out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. Can you uh, prosecute your way out of a lack of testicles? <laughs> wow. I'm so, that was out of bounds. I don't, so, Michael, g- g- edit that out when the show airs. Uh, see, I doubt it's true that he doesn't have testicles, but even if he did, I'm not sure your argument holds up. <laughs> you know, that was probably a distraction. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, it's easier to look at it backward. These guys, like Gascon, Chesa Bodine of the of San Francisco did the same thing, that, that lunatic in Philadelphia, whose name I don't recall, um, they all, they get into office, they get sworn in, and then they make the speech. Like in Gascon's case, he makes this speech saying, no more uh, enhancements for gun crimes. No more, no more uh, prosecutors showing up at parole hearings. We're not prosecuting breaking and entering and burglary. We're not prosecuting property crimes or the rest of it. They never say this stuff on the campaign trail. They go with nice, touchy-feely, there are too many black men in prison type arguments. We can't incarcerate our way out of poverty, blah, blah, blah. It's good populist left-leaning stuff. Then they get elected and they show their true colors. That's how they get elected in in left leaning cities. So this guy Alvin Bragg, I'm not. New- I don't. I don't want to prosecute my way out of inequality. I, I don't want to. I don't even. That, that doesn't need to factor in. If you hit somebody in the head and take their purse, you got to go to jail. If you break into somebody's home and steal something, you got to go to jail. You steal my, my car, you got to go to jail. Amen. That, that, there's no. You don't need to bring in inequality or inequity or whatever it is you want to talk about. 
you know, I grant, I grant you that there are, there's some overlap in those issues, but it's, it's almost like your electrician shows up and says, you know, we can't wire our way out of income inequality. <laughs> and you're thinking, you're here to blank and connect the light switch. What are you talking about? We can't wire our way out of poverty. What, what, why are you even saying these things, George Gascon? <laughs> That's not being asked of you, you nut. Picking but he's up my, not a nut. He's very wily. Picking up my cake at the bakery. We cannot frost our way out of homelessness. <laughs> right, what are you right. talking about? <laughs> God dang it. Anyway, so this the guy in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, he is every bit the extremist as these other people were talking about. Uh, to wit, um, you know what? Yeah, let's just go ahead. Give me clip 50. You can do the crime and now not get the time. Critics say that's the message from the new progressive Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg. In a stunning reversal of traditional law enforcement procedures, Bragg will stress diversion and alternatives like crisis intervention to jail time over putting some criminals behind bars. He will no longer incarcerate lawbreakers unless it's murder, a crime that involves someone's death or a felony. Bragg says his goal is, quote, safety and fairness. I had a knife to my neck. I've had a semi-automatic weapon to my head. I know these issues intimately. What we're doing now is not working, plain and simple. Uh, And so this is our path forward. This is how we reduce violent crime. All right. First of all, that they ease into the report. Some of those methods that Eric Sean there on Fox News uh, reported are are useful in sometimes, uh, but there you you begin to get a taste of this uh, Alvin Bragg because there is crime that's proof that what we're doing isn't working. That's an absurd argument, and idiotic. There's always been crime. There will always be crime. We can't possibly catch all the criminals. So that 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 was a non-argument. But wait, it gets worse. Give us fifty-one, Michael. Bragg will largely no longer enforce some trespass crimes, resisting arrest and sex work. And he's reducing charges that could mean no jail time for some armed robbery arrests, stealing from stores or storage areas of homes, and dealing drugs. Police unions and criminal justice advocates are outraged, saying Bragg is giving criminals a free pass. He's paving the way for an even even bigger bloodbath than what we have seen in New York City already, ruining any chances that the city has to come back. What was that stealing from storage areas? What? That's not a crime? Well, and no jail time for armed robbery? Seriously? Resisting arrest isn't a crime anymore. Right, exactly. Wow, how'd you like to be a cop? And you find out that resisting arrest is no longer a crime. So they get to fight you, and you just got to hope you win. So fans of bull-ass words coming out of people's mouths that mean nothing are really going to enjoy the next couple of clips. Eric Sean actually sits down and speaks to the radical leftist in clip 52. Would these policies give criminals a green light? No. I mean, it, it, it just depends upon your definition of criminal. Uh, and for all too long, I'm kind of dealt with this othering of, you know, anyone we put in jail is a, a criminal. Well, you know what? We're putting in jail homeless people who um, uh, literally, in one example, used a, one counter to buy food and toothpaste. Uh, got a sentence of four to eight years. So if that's your definition of criminal, uh, I suggest we need to really reorder ourselves. 
Uh, no, my definition of a criminal is people who commit crimes. Here we are talking about burglaries and armed robbery, and all of a sudden he's saying, well, it depends what you consider a criminal. The homeless people who need toothpaste. What are you talking about? You're othering people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it, I am. They are. They are the other. The other is people that don't live by society's rules. You're a different group of people. And until you decide you want to live by society's rules, you need to be in jail. You're here, here. a different group of people. I'm fine with calling you the other. You're a criminal. It's interesting how these people never actually address your arguments. They just bring out other stuff. So here's when I hear these kind of people, whether it's a guy in uh, San Francisco, L.A., Pennsylvania, this guy, whatever. Do, do they believe this stuff? Do they actually believe this stuff? They either do or they're committed to the, the Cloward-Piven strategy of uh, causing such a crisis that the system breaks and then you can rebuild it. Because there's a fair amount of that. Yeah. Well, I know that there are people that believe, you know, if somebody steals a bike, it's because they really needed a bike. Yeah, those people are known as idiots. (laughs) (laughs) One more clip. Here's Eric Adams on CNN. Oh, um, well, okay. This is is Eric Adams, the mayor, uh, new mayor, kind of responding to that sort of talk. An effort that has started already after communicating with President Biden, our federal, state, city, ATF, our prosecutors, we need to all come together similar to what we did after the terrorist attack to stop terrorism. We have to do it to stop the terror of gun violence in our city. We think that we can stop and prevent crimes by investing in those on-the-ground units that are doing amazing things to prevent criminal behavior. And that is how you start to turn around uh, the crimes that we're seeing in our city. And you're totally opposed to what they used to, they call defunding the police, right? I am not one of the defunders. Well, we need to take a break, but very briefly, uh, if at the end of the line the prosecutor won't prosecute, all those efforts will be in vain. I think we're about to see a war between Eric Adams and this Marxist lunatic Alvin Bragg. Good, good. This should be played out in public, and let's have that debate. Uh, More on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's some good news. Today, New York Governor Kathy Hochul said that she's bringing back to-go cocktails permanently. Yeah! (laughs) Then she said the same exact thing five minutes later. (laughs) Permanently. (laughs) New York is like, look, Governor, if you think you're just going to win us over, we love you. Uh, not allowing to go to cocktails has always been a stupid law, and I'm glad that uh, the pandemic has ended it at least some places. Very nanny-ish. Oh, yep. and just dumb. You're not accomplishing anything. Um, we'll talk more January 6th probably later. Just came across this quote from uh, Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland, who a lot of people talk about as running for president someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Very moderate Republican. And he said the extremes of both parties are tearing the country apart. I wish Joe Biden had said that, but he didn't. We'll uh, get into what he did say a little bit later as he gave a speech a little bit ago. 
and decided to go full partisan, full let's continue to drive us apart and act like the other side's to blame for everything. Let's continue to do that. I appreciate Larry Hogan saying that. The other thing that recommends him is he doesn't look like a TV weatherman. Okay? He, he definitely looks like an average schlub. Yeah, he, he definitely does. It's time for a schlub in the White House. Uh, did the Washington football team spoil its name reveal? Well, apparently they did. Anyway, somehow somebody got to a website, a domain that exists already. The WashingtonAdmirals.com appears to be a website for a football team that is professional. And uh, so that domain is already up and running, and it's probably not an accident that that happened. So the admirals. Yeah. Is that the best you I can do. come up with? I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. You want to be the admirals? Be the, be the friggin' admirals. There are no bears playing for the Chicago team. There are no admirals on the Washington team. Not yet. Right. Who cares? Nobody is playing funky jazz in Utah for the Utah Jazz. Well, practically nobody. Um, This is my favorite story that came out yesterday. North Korea claims Kim Jong-un's dad invented the burrito. <laughs> now that's something well, I if did. if he did, I thank him. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Um, that's, <laughs> of all the claims, of all the things they do. So, the, so Japan said yesterday, they announced that North Korea had fired a ballistic missile off their shores. That's what Japan announced. North Korea decides to fire back with the announcement, oh yeah, well my grandpa invented the burrito. Was the missile a burrito? Maybe they're <laughs> celebrating the anniversary. Uh, I did read an interesting analysis that Kim Jong-un, who many people hoped would be a reformer, I, I don't remember that talk. Did anybody think that would happen? Uh, has actually been um, harsher on his own people than his dad and grandpa. If you Yikes. look at the totality of his 10-year reign, he's been in charge for 10 years now. Wow. Wow. Is he still dying or something? Or is he back on the scene? To wear a mask or not wear a mask was a question we got into yesterday. Oh, yeah, and Jack said, you tough guys who argue with waitresses and all. A defensive mask holes coming up next. Did you make that up? Charming term. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Only three reasons, there, sorry, there are only three reasons to leave the home now, not five. Work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. The chief health officer has also determined that restriction of movement is critical right now and that one hour of exercise for the next four days is not essential. So Remember, these restrictions only apply to those who are not fully vaccinated. So you think we got some rules here in America that you're fighting against? That's the Australian Northern Territory Chief Minister announcing yesterday that you're not, if you're unvaccinated, you're not even allowed to go to work. And you don't need exercise. It's not that important. I've said it before. Our Aussie friends have lost their effing minds. Here's a little more from the guy. You can't imagine this in the United States. I will now go through each of these decisions. First, the lockout. The fully vaccinated can continue as they were. For people who are not vaccinated... Lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. If you are not fully vaxxed, stay home. You are at greater risk of catching COVID, becoming ill, and needing hospital care. See, I can't imagine that in the United States. I absolutely can. Well, it's, we're two years in, and it hasn't happened to that degree yet, uh, luckily. But, wow, it's, it's amazing. 
It's amazing. And, you know, so much of this we have put on, and I think rightly so, you know, we got into a tribal thing over Trump. So, you know, Trump said don't lock down. Well, then I'm for lockdowns. Um, uh, You just went opposite of whatever he was going to say for a certain crowd or with him for a certain crowd. But it's happening all over the world. I mean, there are people violently rioting in the streets in countries all around the world over some of these mandates and lockdowns. So people don't like to be told. I don't like to be told what to do by the government. Well, it's, uh, what he said was outrageous. You are a greater danger, so we're going to lock you in your home. Yeah, I know I'm a greater danger. I've made that choice, says a free citizen. Right. Him saying you're at great risk for COVID being unvaccinated, so you're not allowed to go to work. What? Oh, I might get the Omicron and sniffle for three days. Yes, w- w- ruin my career, ruin my business. That's wild, isn't it? So we got on a conversation about this sort of stuff yesterday. As we were talking about masks, I was explaining how, well, California announced yesterday that we're all wearing masks through February 15th at this point. They extended the length of the statewide mask mandate. Yeah, yeah. Worth pointing out that about half the counties in California responded with, what are you talking about? No, we're not. Shut up. (laughs) But in the counties that we work in, uh, anyway, the county Mm. that we work in, anyway, they're uh, pretty strict on it, and therefore... The county tells the local business that you got to uh, enforce your mask mandate or we're going to fine you or the local building and, you know, we got to fine you. And so then the, the bosses uh, all say, OK, we got to wear masks here in the building. And I mentioned how I'm tired of wearing a mask. And we got a fair amount of response from uh, people. Did Have we ever decided whether you can use the P word? We had one boss that really didn't like the P word. Oh, meow, meow. Yeah. And I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm not completely comfortable with it but it's it's such a good descriptor well yeah and i just uh, yeah I, yeah almost by talking about it it makes it not okay to use it <laughs> um but yeah i think it's a fine word it's coarse but it's okay fine. well we got a lot of reaction that we are being less than manly by going along with the mask mandate in the building and my argument has been from the beginning on this is i'm not going to put my boss in the position of trying to enforce the mask mandate because the building says if you want to rent here, you have to do it. And the person is doing that is doing it because the county says they're going to fight them. Or the 18-year-old girl who's showing me to the table at the restaurant, her boss told her that she's got to enforce the masks. And I don't want to put her in the weird, uncomfortable position of, oh, guy, here's a guy that's not wearing a mask. Or the 85-year-old greeter at Walmart. So I'm going to be tough, and then I'm going to stand up against the mask mandate by putting him in the awkward position of, how am I supposed to deal with that? I don't think that's the way to fight the mask thing. If we want to go to city council meetings or march in the street or uh, petition our government, I think that's a good way to do it. Well, because we're unafraid of opposing points of view here, we thought we'd offer a couple uh, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I will tell you this. I agree partly with what you're saying. Um, maybe I'll just get to the emails. Uh <sighs> It's, it's, well, let me do the emails, then we'll discuss. Oh, one of the things, Jack was a little fired up yesterday talking about, hey, tough guys, got to explain something to you. I'm a middle child. I bring people together, except when I'm driving them apart. Um, and, and <laughs> one of the, one of the really interesting facets of doing what we're doing at this point in America's history is that, and we've been doing this long enough that we've seen this change completely, is now there is a significant percentage of 
humans that if they express their opinion at all, feel the need to express it violently and angrily, and if not literally in all caps, it might as well be in all caps, with epithets and insults and trying to shame us. You guys ought to be ashamed. I thought you were good guys. It's just the tone of most communication is so over the top now, you know, that that's part of it. So, again, as a middle child, I'll attempt to be reasonable and read you the words. Except of, for when you're not being reasonable. Well, that's right. I reserve the right to be totally unreasonable, mostly to amuse myself. Anyway, Mike writes, I don't wear a mask when I go to most of the stores that I go to because they do not seem to be concerned about it. I've not been approached by any of the employees and asked to put it back on. If I would, I would simply apologize, pull my mask out of my pocket, put it back on, go about my business. My wife and I have experienced several situations where the workers actually thank us for not wearing our masks because they believe that that way there will be a pathway to them not having to wear them anymore. That's interesting. Yeah, my wife makes a big point of apologizing to any of the employees for the fact that they have to wear those masks and how horrible it is i've talked about i got a a buddy who runs a business and he puts on his mask when customers come in and he sees the customer put on their mask and he's convinced and i think he's probably right that they're each doing it for each other the person that comes in the business thinks well they're gonna make me and he and he puts his on because the customer comes in and he thinks they're gonna want me to (laughs) but neither one of them are doing it because they think it's the safe thing to do yeah. I, I, by the way, the, the, here's a, a nice note from our, our friend Kevin, who's been so helpful during the whole COVID thing. And I'm I once use, had a female dog named Kevin. It's an odd circumstance. It's a good name. I'm not going to name the counties for folks who live all over the country, but uh, I know where Kevin lives. I'm just going to say conservative county and liberal county. Uh, here's a response to the, to the tough guys, uh, often called mask holes. Um, <laughs> lovely term. Uh, I live in conservative county, which is deep red, has been relatively open during the pandemic, but I work and do plenty of business in nearby liberal and more liberal counties, which have been masked to the hilt, all pandemic except for a brief respite last summer. I haven't worn a mask a single time in any of those counties since March 2021 outside of airport security. And here's the funny part. In that time, I've only been asked to put a mask on once at a drugstore in very liberal county this summer. I politely left and went down the street to another store, which didn't hassle me. I don't go maskless as some sort of personal attestation of my toughness or to piss off, piss off mask Nazis trying to force the mandates. I do it to show others that it can be done, that the consequences of noncompliance are minimal, and to hopefully encourage others to do the same. Because the secret is, if enough people would just stop complying, this would end. In fact, in areas where enough of us did not comply, we've won. That would describe the county I lived in mm. for you know many, many years. Uh, in El Dorado County, to, oh, that's a conservative county today. Even though the government governor imposed statewide mandates, you just you don't see them. So I encourage everyone else to defy these mandates every opportunity they have. Here's the key. Don't be a jerk. Always greet everyone with a smile. Hey, if you don't have a mask on, people can see you smile. And if asked to mask, just leave. You'll be surprised how rarely this becomes an issue. So uh, that, again, a very reasonable way to approach it. Don't yell at poor some poor 17-year-old girl. That makes you an a-hole. And this, which I admit in advance is over the top, but that doesn't make it wrong in principle. I'll hit you with that one right after a quick word Ooh, from our friends, our sponsors. You hooked me. Well, it's a really good thought. I and thought I'm, I was I'm, about to hear it. Well, I, you're a, you are about to hear it. Okay. I've been thinking about it since I read it yesterday and saved it. You want to make your home safe, right? You got radical DAs not prosecuting criminals. It's up to you, friends, and we recommend highly 
getting Simply Safe home security. And because you're an AG listener, you get their New Year's holiday deal 20% off their award winning home security. Your first month is free when you sign up for interactive monitoring service. I'm always concerned that when we tell you how easy it is to use, how quickly you can set it up yourself, that you think it's kind of a, a you know, it's a little bit of home security. I guess it's better than nothing. No, it's the best home security system of 2021, according to U.S. News and World Report. It is easy to order and customize for your home and set up yourself in about 30 minutes, but it's also great. Oh, the outdoor and indoor cameras, super high res, uh, you know, low light, no problem. You'll get that license plate. You'll see the face of the miscreant. So take 20% off your Simply Safe service. Your, uh, your first month is free when you sign up for interactive monitoring. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. This is a great system. 20% off simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You know, the, the mask thing has, the conversation has changed somewhat since we moved from Delta Omicron. Because when we talk about COVID, we're talking about Omicron now. It was 97% of the cases in January. Mm-hmm. So it that's what we're talking about. And all the experts say the masks don't work on Omicron. The masks most of the 99% of us are wearing. Right. So it's a it's even a different conversation now than it was a month ago. What are we doing? Right. Right. And I would argue that it was the same roughly with Delta. Oh, and there's there's also pretty good information now that the whole six foot, stay six feet apart, completely random and ineffective. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's made people crazy. There are a certain number of Americans who now and Australians, obviously, who think this is some sort of like omnipresent death sentence, this respiratory disease. They've gone nuts. All right. Here's the argument from Aaron. Always good to hear from him. Uh, da, 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 da. Jack uh, mocked mask resistors today. I would point out, Aaron, he masked belligerent people who yell at young staffers or oldsters at Walmart. But to which I say, hey, tough no, guy. No, no, and also the idea that that makes you tough. You're not being, that makes you tough because you did that? It well, makes no. somebody else weak who decided to wear the mask to not inconvenience the 18-year-old girl who's sitting you at your uh, restaurant table. Exactly. And maybe we should have read some of those texts and emails obscene as they tend to be. So, Aaron, you would understand that we were responding to the tone of those emails. But anyway, um, to which I say, he writes, hey, tough guy, refuse, refusing to take the yellow star on your shirt. You think you're making a bold stand? All you're doing is making the girl at the government desk feel bad and getting her in trouble with her boss who got his orders from his boss. Or, hey, tough gal, refusing to sit in the back of the bus? You think you're so brave? It's not the bus driver's fault. He's just doing what he's told. Don't take it out on him. It's not a tough guy thing to refuse a mask in public. It's making a stand against the mass hysteria we find ourselves in in the hopes that a few bystanders or store employees may start to question this awful status quo. Thanks. Love the show. My ultimate argument, though, is, and I can, and I know I'm right about this, and I need to apply it myself, is we need to get better at using our democracy the way it's developed. That is, show up to school board meetings, go to city council meetings, get people together and sign a petition. That's how we affect change, and almost nobody does, including me. Mm-hmm. We scream and yell about things that we don't like, but we don't do anything. And that's how we got rolled by schools and city councils and county health commissioners, by not being organized and participating the way we're supposed to participate. 
I agree with you 100%. I think that is an excellent point. I also think the other point is right. And and let's think about this, then maybe circle back and talk about it. And this is a weird, weird talk show, because sometimes we say, gosh, I don't know, I need to think about it. Um, I think Aaron is right when private businesses and citizens become deputized to enforce government overreach you need to push back. Now, the Joe Getty method, among my 10 to 17 commandments, is always be polite. Always be courteous. Always be respectful of your fellow human being and American. Okay? But, yeah, I think resistance is appropriate. I think that's such a different degree, though, um, of combating uh, racist policies that don't allow uh, a certain people with skin color to sit in a certain place. I would be all for um, resisting, you're not going to let my kid be in school in some way. The I'm going to put on this mask, eh, I just don't see it as that big a deal. Which gets back to one of the first things we discussed in the segment. I don't think we're 100 miles away from Australian-style, utterly unconstitutional lockdowns. We're not 100 miles away from it. I think we're 10 yards from it. Really? I think we're much, much, much closer than uh, perhaps some would say. Well, if it's going to happen anywhere, it would happen around where we are right now. Yep. Where they say, if you're unvaccinated, you don't get to go to work. Can you imagine that? That's what they said in Australia. You're not allowed to go to work. Yeah. Well, as I've said, at this point, with Omicron, ignore it all. Defy it all. Live your life. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, you love that. It just kicked off in Las Vegas, and one tech company introduced a smart dog collar that lets you track your dog's health and fitness. It's great until he drinks from the toilet and electrocutes himself. (laughs) Another big announcement from the show in Vegas this fall, John Deere is releasing a self-driving tractor that can be controlled with a smartphone. That's what this country needs, driverless vehicles with wheels made of machetes. That's exactly it. Well, that's uh, that's not surprising to me. As a guy who's spent many, many, very long days driving a tractor, doing like a monkey's job. I mean, because anybody can do it um, with you know ten minutes of training. It's just you needed a human being to seat. I'm su- I'm surprised that hasn't happened already. Yeah, I was reading about that. Uh, it's 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 pretty interesting. There are all sorts of issues around it, but we don't do an ag show, so no. But later. it is it is a perfect example of one of the many, many, many jobs that are going to disappear through automation and and computers. That I, I don't know how we're going to deal with that. The Consumer Electronics Show. I it just started today, so I haven't heard what's hot there and what's not. And maybe we'll talk to Jeff Fowler about that at some point. I'm sure there's a lot of VR stuff because VR is hot, and I keep talking about the. Uh, Quest 2 Oculus Mark Zuckerberg thing that my kids got for Christmas this is one of the most popular presents in America. And um, it's the first time um, my kids have been anything like addicted to video games. Like, when can I start again? What time can I, you know, I have to cut them off. And it's just they're counting the hours until they can play again because they're wow. just so into it. And so they're doing this new Star Wars game thingy. And uh, and yesterday, Henry said, you got to see this. And I put on the helmet and everything like that. And I'm standing in this room full of all kinds of different stuff. And C-3PO and R2-D2 are there with me. And it looks like they're with me. And I'm just wow. standing there with them. And 
and Henry's helping C-3PO fight some bad guys, and just, it's it's wild. Crazy. I can see how it'd be addictive. It's just so all-consuming, you know? It's all your vision, your senses, you're holding the wands, which look like swords and and the sound and everything. It's just, it's, it's quite amazing. Um, we are going to talk a little more January 6th. The next segment, uh, the president gave a speech. There are some reactions to the speech, and we'll get into all that. You know, I'm looking at some of the email, and uh, yeah, the the usual suspects have weighed in. Yeah, in the wake of our discussion of Jan 6 earlier. Here's a good one. Scorned woman stuffs fish in X's mail slot every day as revenge. That's a commitment right there. Well, yeah. Treat me like that? Here's a fish. Not sure I track, but... uh... Every day she stuffs a fish in her ex-boyfriend's mail slot. Um, Judy and I had fish the other night. Man, it's as expensive as beef. How rich is this chick that she can... I mean, maybe she's got a pond full of fish and she yanks out some medium-sized bass or something. I don't know. That's what I thought. It's just the organization of this thing. The the expense aside, just you have to have access to a fish every single day. And I I personally don't have access to a fish every day without rearranging my life somewhat. Well, and maybe you decide to take a weekend in the mountains or something like that. What, are you going to have your friend stuff a fish in his box while you're gone? It's like getting a pet sitter. The logistics of it. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, uh, got a nurse from a large hospital that texted and said we're starting to cancel some surgeries. So frustrating. So if you got a surgery scheduled, nah, and in fact, I know somebody who does. Um, you might want to look into either moving that up or checking to make sure they're still doing it or, or whatever. Well, and at the risk of sounding like a two-year-old, and parents will know exactly what I'm talking about, I think we need to ask why. Well, why? More. For instance. We're canceling surgeries. Why? Because of the Omicron. Why? South Africa is where Omicron started. Despite the record number of daily COVID cases they got in South Africa with Omicron peaked uh, the deaths never got up even close to as high as it ever was during Delta, and now it's on the downside. So they weathered the storm, and it never got to be that big a deal. Which yeah, is- our cases in hospitalizations are rising rapidly. Deaths, nope, and they're not going to either. And they are not going to, and we're all going to get Omicron whether we want to or not. Armstrong and Getty.